This is Political Junkies with Brian Howie. Hi again, everyone. Welcome back to Political Junkies, the podcast for those hooked on politics. We've got a lot of ground to cover today, so I'm going to bring our cast of characters uh, right in here. Las Vegas Bon Vivant, and he's got a lot to say about a lot of things that we're going to talk about. He's back again. Michael Sartain, how are you? How you doing, man? The, the gospel of Mike is back in the house, I believe fully recovered from uh, his COVID bout of 12 months ago. <laughs> Michael Mills, how are you? I'm great. I've been fully recovered for a very long time. Okay, you're good? That. I'm 100% good. You're not a long hauler? No, I'm, I don't believe so anyway. But we don't know. You we don't know. I don't know either. I might <laughs> I might have had it and uh, walking around and dropped it. And making her debut, um, literally packing heat, I believe. Always. Jamie Villamore, how are you? Good, how are you? A little nervous now. No, don't be nervous. Okay. Um, I'm on your side. You're on my side of the table. <laughs> okay, we'll see how we do We're with this. We're all on the same team. We're all on the same yeah. team here. America. Obviously, as, no. as we record this, there's a lot of news going down. Um, we just had uh, a clusterfuck in Afghanistan. I am not one of those people that are mad at Biden or mad at... Everybody blames and has blame in all of this. It's tough for us to go anywhere in the world and fight this. The, the one, if I'm going to blame anybody, I'm going to blame Bush because the Russians had a real tough time with the Afghanistans and they live boy. right next door. Boy, so boy. what were we going to do? So somebody who has been either to Afghanistan or over Afghanistan many times. First of all, what is Afghanistan like, at least from the air? It just seems like a medieval bunch of rocks. So, so the thing you have to understand is it's not just the Russians or us. Alexander the Great tried to take Afghanistan and they kicked his ass too. This is a this is a place, this is one, like living on the surface of Mars. This is a harsh, harsh environment. The reason why they grow poppy is because it's the only shit that will grow there. It is a very difficult place to live, which mm -hmm. is why the individuals who live there have had a culture that has been the same, monolithic culture for thousands of years, which is why you think if you're going to prosecute a war against these people yeah. and you think 20 years you're going to go away and they're just going to, oh, you know what, Christianity and democracy fuck yeah. yeah no that is not what happened and that's essentially what but we always knew that was going to happen well, i know why we were there allegedly why were the russians there uh the russians were there because uh i think it, it, more of a proxy war they it was uh, united states and russia just like a, a, a fight over north korea a fight over vietnam this is just another place we we're fighting over fight over germany this is this is just another incident where they didn't want and remember we're assisting right. the taliban who who was guessing one of the taliban osama bin laden we well, gave him some missiles during that during the, the there's a there's another part I, I, of that though so there's um it's, that was a Cold War, obviously, like a Cold War fight. Yeah, proxy war, yeah. Huge thing, though, is access to the access to the water for natural gas. So you just have massive access to natural gas all through north, the northern parts of Afghanistan and up into the Central Asian republics. And then you have a way to get that out to, to the water, basically. Um, so that was a big part of it. But I think one of the, you know, they call it the, the graveyard of empires. Which yeah. I, which I think is an amazing, scary, but... Um, crazy thing to call it i feel like we set ourselves up for failure i think instead of blaming any one person in particular right now i think it's kind of like all of our fault well we I, like, did I, I look at america right now and it's like we ran into this we did all made all the mistakes we've made in the past and then we sat back for 20 years and even in the last year or two you know when you're arguing about mass and things like this there's no talk about what our actual end game and strategy was going to be in afghanistan we, had, we just failed we knew the intelligence knew you knew that every for every afghani soldier 
quote unquote, we were training over there. There was another one who was taking our training, taking our weapon and selling it out the back. It's a very corrupt environment. No offense, that's just the way they are. It's a corrupt culture. They had something like 100,000 sort of ghost soldiers who were on the roster. Like, we've trained 350,000 people. We have this big army. We didn't really count. So the numbers were not nearly as skewed as sort of, you know, some badass Taliban people versus some wishy-washy, uh, I guess I'll fight for I, this. I think it's motivated. I think The I, motivation. Yes. I the think Taliban was motivated. They were always motivated. They were motivated against the Russians. They were certainly going to be motivated against us and certainly going to take their country back as, as, as soon as possible. The idea that we would sort of cleanly walk away is crazy, but how? there's no way to do it. Every place we've tried to get out after we made a mess, it's been oh, sort yeah. of well, like that. There are three examples where we didn't make a mess, and we had to stay there for 60, 60 70 years, and that is Japan, Germany, and um, in Italy. We don't talk about it anymore because those three countries don't have militaries anymore, and we stayed in there. We have military bases, Aviano in Italy, Rammstein, uh, Ramstein Rammstein, in Germany. Yeah. We have these massive military bases, and we changed the culture of those countries. Same thing with Japan. We never we, we, we Japan. never intended on doing that with Iraq. We did not intend on making that a vacation so, spot. Or Japan having, no, 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 honored. There's a new book out. Malcolm yeah. Gladwell's got the new book out. It's about the... Uh, the the bombing of Japan. Yes. The guy who led all those raids, Napalm Japan. I thought Napalm was always a Vietnam thing. It's it was a Japan thing. We burned all that killed a million people, was later honored by the Japanese because he stuck around and rebuilt their air force. He crushed it and then he re he rebuilt it and and he did that. Why do you think we keep going to war in places we can't win? How many how many tours did you serve in Afghanistan? Uh, so the, this is the funny thing about it because my airplane has like an eight hundred or like several thousand mile radius. I literally would spend one night in Iraq and the next night in Afghanistan because we would fly around uh, Iran, then we go through Pakistan. Which, by the way, you want to know who has most fault here? It's them. Uh, and then we'd go into Afghanistan, and then and then the next day I'd fly. It's, it was a forty five minute flight into uh, Iraq, or it was. Oh, that's it. It's that close from from Doha, Qatar. Yes, and then for to go into. Uh, Afghanistan was about three, four hours to go, go all fast. the way around. We're going, <laughs> so going 500 knots. Yeah. Did you serve three tours? Four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the fourth one, I was just a planner for the summer surge of 09 uh, when, we, when we started having like a ton of operations in Afghanistan to try to really root out the Taliban. And what were you trying to do? Or what did they tell you to do? What do you mean when you say root out the Taliban? So, so the, the idea was um, if you and ever- this is an 09. It's an 09. Um, do you guys, I'm, I, history lesson here, right? Do you do you know why Ulysses S. Grant became the uh, general of the of the Union Army? Anybody ever tell you this? The Union Army, no. Yeah. Ulysses S. Grant became the general because uh, Abraham Lincoln kept having one dude after another who wouldn't fight. Yeah. He just wouldn't, he didn't want to kill his country. He he'd take it to them. And yeah, Ulysses yeah. S. Grant was a psychopath, not literally, but this guy was willing to kill uh, as many people as he could because he wanted to end the war as fast as he could. Well, General Petraeus asked for the same thing. In 09, he wanted to burn them down as fast and as hard as we could. And it worked for a while. But the problem is what their beliefs and our beliefs are different. Our beliefs are in McDonald's and apple pie, and their beliefs are in a God that has existed for all eternity and that is the fundamental belief that they have and it's not going away. So again, we were going to end this, but the end date was in February of 2011. We killed Osama bin Laden and mm -hmm. then we should have started yeah. to leave after that. But the problem for me, I can't, look, Afghanistan is, a, is an immature child. They don't have a, a, a strong form of government. Pakistan doesn't have that same excuse. Pakistan has a, has a fully fledged military and they have the ISI. They have a fully fledged um, um, intelligence arm and they allowed Osama bin Laden to live in their fucking country that whole time. Mm -hmm. And that to me, that was the problem. If we fix that problem, mm -hmm. we could have gotten out of there, and then what ends up happening ends up happening. 
economic opportunity. There's a bunch of things. I don't think Iraq is going to be the debacle that Afghanistan is. I think Iraq may be able to change. Do, do That's guys, because their populace is far more educated. Yes. They actually have infrastructure. They have actual wealth, whereas Afghanistan had nothing, none of that. And yes. that's why Italy, Japan, and Germany were in a better situation to deal with like the Marshall Correct. Plan. Yeah. Because they had something to build on, whereas Afghanistan has nothing to build on because but, it's been a disaster. But what did they tell you the goal? Did they tell you at the time, or is it mission at a time? No, it's mission. You, you, have, you, you, you are given... Uh, Missions. We don't go more than one year. I'm 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 a I'm uh, I'm a captain in the Air Force. My my only mission doesn't even go past the one month. Have you been on a mission and not agreed with the reason for being? No, there? it was it was never like that because I had refueling missions. So, but I have been on mission. So I, I will tell you this: there have been several instances where so there's a common channel. So if I'm a, a Delta operator or a SEAL or whatever, I'm on the ground. When I call for air support, the AC-130, me as the tanker nav, I'm on the same channel, so I can hear the, the troops in contact. So the AC, they'll call. You guys know what AC-130 is? Yeah. yeah right. Mm -hmm. AC-130 is a, it's a it's a it's a gunship. It's a it is a Lockheed Martin C-130 with three guns out of the side. One of them is a 105 millimeter howitzer, one of them is a machine gun, and one of them is like a mid mid-sized gun. And they 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 fight using FLIR, and it's a really slow aircraft, and they can only shoot out the right side of the airplane. I think it's the right side, I forget. Anyway, so I have to refuel that airplane. I'm a navigator in a KC-135, so I have to stay in contact with these people all the time. And every day, they were, we gave them a target to attack in Balad. We gave them a target attack in Fallujah. We gave them something to resist, and then they resisted against us. We fought them, and that's essentially what happened. It started to die off over time, and then after <laughs> after a while, sorry, allergies. I don't have COVID. Um, <laughs> that guy aimed it at me. But, but it was never. It was never. It's never <laughs> it at him. He had. It. <laughs> it was never a situation where like I disagreed with with. Uh, from my standpoint, you have to think about it like this. In the short term, I have friends. Uh, with the LNO for all the navigators is he lives in Balad. He is my friend. They are attacking a base where my friend is. No, I don't have any problem with, with what we No, were. I get that. But for, yeah. you know, Korea, Vietnam, we we're always like, we, right or wrong, our goal was to stop the spread of communism. I right. don't know why that really mattered in the big picture, but we were doing that. This was to stop terrorism. Is that correct? Like, we're fighting these wars... Or is it really about the natural gas and the oil, just like everything else? Is that was that the Afghan? I, I, I feel like Iraq had more to do with the central chess piece in the Middle East. Like there was, it, they were just so close to Israel, and there were so many other things that they could have done. They had pr prosecuted a war against the uh, Kurdistanis, uh, the Kurds, and they had prosecuted a war against the Iranians. They'd done so many horrible things. Plus, I mean, we forget this, and I'm not saying this is worth going to war over. But 12 million women can vote now that couldn't vote before once we once we went in there and took over the country. But we didn't go to war for that. I agree that we did not go to war for. That. We and went to war. I think so. The main reason was we were attacked. The Taliban were harboring him. We, I I have no issues with the uh, initial justification for the attack in Afghanistan. I think the reason that we stayed gets more into geopolitics, yes. and energy, natural gas, and also the neocons were just dying for a, a, a way to prove to everybody that they could actually nation build, that we could actually go in and successfully build a nation, and they were dying to do it. And I think there's also that Russian piece of. And we can show that we can win in there when the Russians didn't. I think there was a lot of that going on with Paul Wolfowitz and Rumsfeld. And well, guys. yeah, I mean, post 9-11, we America was itching for a war s somewhere. One, we probably could have justified Iraq. 
I think we, we could have justified Iraq. Th- it's tough just- to justify Afghanistan. If you're saying they're harboring the terrorists, you'd have to go after the Saudis and you'd have to go after Pakistan. And Which we don't want to do was, that. Right. That's we don't want to do that. And the there's Saudi a lot of players in the game. So rather than send a couple bombing missions into Afghanistan, rather than get... We, we did not learn from the Russian experience, which makes no sense to me. The Russians were in the mountains and fighting in caves and they were there forever. Didn't work out for them. Knowing they, they had the proximity, it was a lot easier for them. What were we doing after three years? Well, we didn't catch him until 2011. The the point he wasn't was, even there. <laughs> well, so, I mean, yeah, he was well, Tora Bora. It wasn't for we he he escaped Tora Bora. So the whole thing was to loss. chase down Bin Laden for ten years. Well, I mean, he's sort of the flagship for why we were there. Of well, course. we wanted to take we I wanted to it. take out the mission Taliban. Ac- too. No mission accomplished. We so, want to take out the <clears throat> Taliban, right? right. But, but see, the thing is, he is the he is the financial arm of that Taliban. That's the reason. So getting rid of him well, was such a massive. Well, no, but he was supporting. No, he but but so like Omar. He was allowing Al Qaeda to be there and train for money. I mean, it wasn't just this wasn't just a, a an Islamic like, hey, let's come and do bad things to America thing. It was like they were supplying the Taliban money, and the Taliban didn't have any money, um, and they became like friends. I mean, so I, I would say that we had to go in and get Al Qaeda. We had to get him Bin Laden. That was just a must. We that had to happen. I get it. Um, the uh, the end game being to. Take out the Taliban, which is again now you're fighting against philosophies and, and things like that. It's which like, you're it's never like going to win. Well, why is it? Like why isn't the, the goal to get Bin Laden just a, a handful of SEAL units? So I would have been fine with right. That. Sort of like when the well, Israelis. That's how, it, that's how it ended up. The Israelis, yeah. yeah, that's how it ended up. The Israelis like when they went after the Munich guys. Yeah, they rooted them out. They get look at what are we doing fighting war well, there? So this is actually if you've if you've seen over the last few days one of the things that's come out with everyone showing old um, news clips of conversations, debates, and then some speeches on the floor of the Senate and House. And the one I saw this morning was Barbara Lee, uh, Democrat from California, the Oakland area. She got up and she gave her this impassioned speech about how. Everything that just happened was terrible, but it was four days after 9-11, and they were already voting on a military funding authorization. Can't we just step back and wait? And she was the only person that, but even Ron Paul, who was, I was a Ron Paul guy, even Ron Paul voted for it, which is crazy when you think about it. She was the only one who didn't. And all she was saying was, can we just step back and wait and make sure we do this correctly? And she got death threats. Her family got death threats and everything. And what did we do? We ran head first into something that now 20 years later, she was right. We should have taken a step back and waited and said, let's make sure we plan this out properly and, and put our best foot forward. Instead, we just ran in full speed. And, and now we're here. Does America need a conflict going on somewhere in the world? They need a conflict, but they, it doesn't need to be a military conflict. But they need doesn't a conflict. How, need a else, are gonna, how conflict? else are you going to justify 800 military how, how bases? Else, how, how, you, how, we how, need like, the jobs. We need the thing. There's a how, lot of how money. Else, how else are you going to justify the existence of the NFL or, w, or professional wrestling? We need a conflict. That's yeah. a part of being American. I, yes. I get that, but to sustain a, a huge military... At some we don't, point, we don't, on, we don't have a huge military. We used to have a huge military. We and still have a huge not, military. Not, I mean, okay. Do we have the biggest military in the world? Not even close. The, the, in fact, in fact, well, we're close. When we invaded Iraq, <laughs> yeah. well, when we invaded Iraq, they had more members of their army than we had. They had a six million man standing army, which was that, bigger than well, I know. But they're not paper. a trained six million. Correct. I, no, they're, I, I, they're, I agree. They're like you, they, and trust me, you could join a lot of armies and do a lot of damage with your weaponry. <laughs> I believe. I you. get it, but theoretically, they're just saying every citizen's in the army. Okay, that's <laughs> no, not a they, trained they, they, army. Okay. They, no, not trained like us. Do we have more money 
One hundred percent. Well, our entire military spending exceeds every other country in the world combined. Do our fighter pilots get more training than all the other countries in the world? Yes. That is the reason why we have an advantage. We also have aircraft carriers, stealth capability, and, and, and mid-air refueling. That's why we have and, mm -hmm. and, and nuclear subs. That's why we have the advantage. It is not because we have nineteen forty-five levels of, of army troops. We're like something. Like I get 15 it. We're not fighting the these ground wars. It's, but it's also readiness too. It's the. It is part of the. I don't like the eight hundred military bases around the world, but. That is a big part of it. It yeah. allows us to push power in all these different regions, and it allows us to, for people like you to quickly jump off and do it. So why couldn't we just blow up 800 caves in a week and be done? Because we wouldn't have got them. Why wouldn't we have got? Because we would have got the wrong eight hundred. It was a caves. mountain. Fortress. Afghanistan is a big place, man. It is a big. How many caves? I know, but we have the the spy planes. We have the like. We can find out what, where. What about all the other people living in those caves that aren't Osama bin Laden? What are they? Shepherds? Maybe. Maybe. So people just live in caves. That's the problem. That's what I'm getting at. Well, Too many so, regular people so, so, live in the so, caves? So here, no, no, let me talk to Jamie about this. Now, here's the situation, right? I'm, I'm, I was trying to switch over from navs to predators. I was going to switch over to become um, a predator a pilot, which they, the, the, all the predators are flown out here at Creech Air Force Base, just an uh, hour and a half north of here. And when the Obama administration took over, it was a lot of drones and a lot less, like, hands-on military action because drones are safe you get to go home mm -hmm. to your place and creech and you yeah. chill it's not a it's not a big deal but we were killing other people innocent people double tap drone strikes in pakistan you, you see what i'm saying like <laughs> we're, well, do, do you understand like it's just well, you talk about when you train somebody to use a gun right right or, or when you get trained to use a gun they tell you if you shoot somebody you gonna have to live with that for the rest of your right, life we're responsible even even if somebody breaks into your house i've had a police officer tell me he's like if you don't have to shoot them, don't, because you're going to live with that for the rest of your life. I don't give a fuck how justified you are. I agree. Are. Like, clearly, as a gun owner, the last thing I ever want to do is kill someone because I don't want to live with that. So that's my my last resort. Yeah. So now here we are dropping drones, uh, drone strikes on people. And we see the top of their ball head. And that was it, right? And we did that for a long time. And we started making, like what you said before about making more people join the Taliban, that's how we were making them join the Taliban. We weren't even facing them anymore in the industry. We were dropping bombs on them. Mm -hmm. So you think them. they were joining because we were kill killing we're, innocent people? Well, they were joining because we were killing people pretty much. It, it, innocent, it, my brother who fights in the Taliban with me, to me, he's innocent. Well, just he's, keep, he's, keep he's in going mind. to the 72 virgins right along with me. He's just as innocent as anybody else. Well, they don't understand, and I... I get this from a foreign country. What are you doing in our backyard? Like, why are you here? Well, this Russia, is the why, this why is the whole the whole reason that we're having this conversation, and it's not it's not just blowback, but everything that we everything that we studied around what caused nine eleven. No one likes to hear it, but it all came back to blowback. It's all it's all them being pissed that we're there. And right. so then to go over to root out bin Laden and do it by going into Pakistan and, and hitting hitting a target, waiting 20 minutes, and then hitting the target again, and you're getting first responders and things like that, right. you are creating more of the enemy. I, I mean, get plain and simple. Rightly or wrongly, and you really aren't supposed to say this out loud, we are an not we are a not an impartial broker in the Middle East. We never oh, have nobody, been. Nobody, nobody Yet we about. try and play peacemaker, play and they know that. So they're like, if you're going to meddle in here and you're going to try and do things in this region, you have to be honest about it and you have to be fair about it, and it drives them nuts, which is it just makes them mad at us all the time. We've been doing this in the world for years. The Chinese um, don't seem to be meddling outside of China. Well, they do. What? It's in Africa. Where? <laughs> they, meddle, they meddle in Africa. They, they do. It's Currently? It's a different. All over, they're all over Africa. And as yeah. we pull back, all what they do is they just step into our thing. But they've been building infrastructure all over Africa for 20 years. They're actually probably more... 
they probably have much more soft power in Africa right now than we do. I mean, after we did PEPFAR, when we did the, the president's emergency plan for AIDS in Africa, we, yeah. that's kind of the last of it. Other than that, we have been training some soldiers in, in northern Nigeria and, you know, fighting with Boko Haram. We've been bombing now lately. Lately, we've been hitting Al-Shabaab and things like that in the, in the Horn and around Somalia. But all the large things that are actually way more valuable, if you ask me, um, it's China. It's the Chinese building infrastructure and roads, and that's the long-term win. And I mean, this is kind of the question you asked that they've been asking for. Why doesn't China just take back Taiwan? Why don't they go in and let us? Well, they said. I don't think it is because of. I don't think it's because of us. Well, did you see this this morning? The Chinese state media released a thing to the to the Taiwanese, being like, "That's what's going to happen to you." Because you figure they would just spend two days. Like Taiwan, they have an army and stuff. Taiwan is is trained and everything, but it's tiny. Like it's like a nuisance fly to them. Okay, so so let's. Yeah. Jamie, if you owe me $200, (laughs) that is your problem. If you owe me $24 trillion, that is my problem. Do you understand? You understand the difference? Now, here's the problem. China can bustle and hustle and bustle, but we are so symbiotic at this point. For them to get into this much of a kerfuffle with us over this little island that is not going to affect their GDP whatsoever, they're not going to go to... I don't think that they're going to try to take Taiwan. Right, so it's just a nuisance. Right, so do you understand? But they're taking Hong Kong back. They use it... Well, Hong Kong's a little different Hong Kong was given to them. Hong Kong was 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 part of the contract in 1999. Right, but they cared enough to take it back. Yes. It's actually a slow motion version of what we're seeing now. We had already made the deal to leave by May. It didn't really happen the way it was supposed to, and now everything's collapsed. China made a deal that they were supposed to get it back. They so, were supposed to follow some rules. They didn't they follow didn't, them. And it's and a little more. So yeah, when the day that goes down, could be like, oh my god, we screwed all the Hong yeah, yeah. Kong people over. Cuba is going to be a, a, a problem. You know, when 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 Cast when the final it's not even Castro now the new Castro he's yeah. gone too it's another yeah. guy Bro. Yeah. that's going to be a land grab like we haven't seen very sure. soon. There's already people making moves there buying property. There's all I've talked to realtors in Florida. They're like, I have so much property ready to go as soon as it goes <laughs> down. <laughs> and then people act surprised, like, Oh my God, how did this happen? Feel terrible for all the in, the interpreters and feel bad for all these um, people who helped us in Afghanistan. They're screwed now. They did know this was coming better than anybody. Mm. They could have gotten out a week ago, right? Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that what, what we're looking at is not everyone. Is who's it hard to out. get out? There's a bar well, no, 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 in Kabul that everyone there's goes to. So you, you're born and you're raised someplace. You've been willing to sacrifice your life to to save your homeland. And now all of a sudden it looks like maybe you should leave, but you don't really know. And you're kind of waiting for that last moment. And then all of a sudden that last moment was yesterday and you're like, fuck. And I think that's pretty much what happens. I get that. But mm. they did know this day was coming. But it wasn't supposed to. <laughs> we knew we knew a month like and this. a half ago we yeah. were getting out. Yeah. We Still honestly believe it was eighteen. We could have packed up in a month. You know, they could have packed up a month and a half. Have ago. you? Have any of you seen? Have you? If you ever want to see an amazing doc, it was nominated for best documentary about five years ago. It's called The Last Days of Vietnam. You can see it. Yeah, I've, I've seen some. Yeah, it's phenomenal, yeah. and it's just really well made. It's not like it's not overly dry and nerdy. It's entertaining, but it's really just showing you like this is what's happening in Saigon as as. The you know the north are at the gates. I mean Saigon is basically surrounded, and you're seeing what the but what even these families that was a have to slow go through. Process but, uh, for the last days of Vietnam. It was essentially a year and a half before we really fight in the war. Yeah. Till then. Well, this day was coming for 20 years, and I think right. I mean they've known. You yeah, know. you're right. You're they've known for a while. And but what, they've definitely known for six weeks. So to yeah, wait yeah. till you know two days ago. Well, as we we're signed a deal this. saying we were leaving in May. And that deal got signed in February 2020. So they knew. I mean, they knew this was coming. You know, everybody got to get out. 
Yeah. Or or if you're like, this is my country, then that's sort of your battle. Jamie, uh, you, you got some friends that have some guns, right? I do. And then all of a sudden, let me say, the Chinese invade uh, California, take over California, and now they're coming up the I-15 to, uh, to, through Nevada. What are you, some of your friends with guns? Are they going to flee to Arizona? Are they going to flee to Utah? What do you think they're going to do? I mean, I'm not fleeing anywhere. I'm like standing ground in my house, so I'm not going anywhere. That doesn't seem worth it. You can drive to New Mexico. and I'm not going to New Mexico. Do you think there's people in this, con- <laughs> in this country, though, there are a lot of people itching for a fight. Yeah, for sure. They're itching well, for that. Well, time out, though. This kind of goes to the Mike Tyson thing of like, everyone's itching for a fight until you punch them in the face. Oh, I agree <laughs> with that. But there are a lot of people who, who yeah. we, since boys, we yeah. love playing army. Yeah. We love collecting guns. We love shooting shit. And in their mind, they're like, I am itching for this fight. Oh, there are And so there's a lot of that. sort of mentally and emotionally jacked up people who are very angry with a lot of weaponry in this country yeah. itching for a fight. Who don't get to shoot anybody. Go in the inner city, they, they shoot people. Out here, you're just playing with guns. No offense. Did you shoot a gun today? Yes, I did. Okay. Wow. Did you? Did that relieve any stress of any kind? No, I just believe in training and being prepared. So you be prepared. Wow. Are you prepared for what? Prepared for anything at any time. Like? I mean, I actually... Because we're not exactly in like Saturday night in downtown Chicago. No, we're not. But my house has been broken into three times. I've lived there for five years. Were you home? I was home did, two times. Did you One shoot time, them? I actually wasn't home, and my daughters were home. But I will tell you this: if they got in, they probably wouldn't have lived. Because my daughter was vested up Does with a Glock nineteen, that ready to roll. You? Um, it excites me that my <laughs> daughters can no. defend themselves. I know, but you know what I'm saying. There's no, people. I do. The Glock 19 is the smaller version of the Glock 17. I know. The There's people in this country so. that, that want to play and are itching for some kind of fight. For sure. I'm not itching for any fight, and I would That's probably good. disagree, but I think there's a difference from itching for a fight and being prepared if one presents itself. I, I was a martial arts instructor for eight years, and then I, I probably the first half of my life, I spent the entire time studying different martial arts, and I never get in. I used to get in fistfights all the time. I never get in fistfights. because you don't drink. Well, yeah, it's cause, probably because I don't drink. <laughs> I, I, just, I think that's a big fact. No, you also hit an age. There was a I was shitload of fistfights yeah. at the opening of the uh, SoFi Stadium in L.A. the other day. Yeah, it was that. just fighting all the time. Really? Yeah. It was, it's such a nice environment. It wasn't crowded. So You're just fine. watching some game that yeah. doesn't really count. And people were just beating the shit out of it because a lot of people go out itching for a fight. I think there's a lot of people it. that have spent a lot of time without human interaction and being in crowds, and all of a sudden you slammed in with a bunch of people and you get Freak some people out. Yeah, yeah. That's the downside. People are going to shoot also, people. We also have better strip clubs, so we have fewer fights. That's actually <laughs> the reason why in Las Vegas. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Convince me I'm wrong. We because you have, have better strip clubs, clubs than where? <laughs> than, than Los Angeles. Uh, oh, please. No, I don't know. I've okay. never been to a strip club. <laughs> I was about to call on John no, right now. No, I don't know. Is, yeah. the stri- is the Spearmint Rhino talent here different from the Spearmint Rhino the, talent? Or is the, this the same the talent? Sp- the Spearmint Rhino, uh, Sapphire, and Crazy Horse 3 are better than any strip clubs anywhere in the world. I just want to go on record. Mons Venus? Yeah, they're definitely better than Mons Venus. They're we better than 11. They're better than they're they're better than 11 in Atlanta. Miami. I thought Sorry. Atlanta. Sorry. I thought I mean, Atlanta. They're better than King of Diamonds. They're better than the Pink Pony. They're better than all those places. The three right. the places here, the girls make more money and they are prettier top to bottom. Montreal. Okay, so Montreal, the rules. There we are, go. Uh, yeah, the, the rules, rules are different. Say, <laughs> well, how are the rules different? This took <laughs> a turn. In Montreal, you can get on stage with the girls. 
Yeah. So okay, well, yeah. that's but the girls are beautiful, Montreal, right? They're it's a different game you're playing. We were just talking about yeah. Afghanistan, but let's get into the real stuff. What is the game we're playing? I think we could turn the Taliban yeah, if we can, took them to there's Montreal. A more, <laughs> there's a little bit more touchy <laughs> feely in Montreal. Oh yeah, yeah. That's we don't have those rules here, so it's a little bit different. I just want to go on record as saying that even though they don't get naked at all, uh, Jumbo's Clown Room in L.A. is one of the <laughs> it's one of the greatest places on earth. That place, they don't get naked at all. I'm gonna go now just because of the name. The Jumbo's Clown Jumbo's Clown Room is like like little. Armenia, like over there, yeah. and uh, it's a bikini bus. So I think one, I, one stage. I and, think I asked this in a yeah. in a prior podcast. Are the girls masked here on so stage? Not now, but they were during the, the pandemic. And then, like I said, they Ooh. they had to go into the VIP and they had to dance behind a shower curtain. Really? What? Yes, they were behind a shower curtain. Uh, at, at Sapphire. Talk, I, talk I, about I, holstering your weapon. For sure, man. Jesus. For sure. Um, well, and, so how how you said we're not even close to the biggest military in, in terms of. Personnel in terms of weaponry. In terms of, of person. Okay. How compared, many do we have now compared, versus compared to ourself? We're very small. Even when I joined, we had four million people, and I, we're way less than that. Now. What are what are what are we? Now? Uh, somebody look it up, Travis. Could you look up the? the I thought it was three, U.S. military total reserve and, and active. Well, active reserves or however you put that. You, it, like, the U.S. military total forces. Uh, there are China has a bigger military than us. Bigger as far as the number of people, but China well, China does not own any currently own any stealth aircraft and fewer than ten aircraft carriers and fewer than ten nuclear subs that are capable of getting anywhere near our coast. Where where's a million and. Uh, one million five thousand people. Yeah, so wow. we are all, all way down. Like it used. And to be why much. doesn't China have those things? Uh, because they do not. There's a lot of reasons why we could go into that, but like, why is it that we developed the atom bomb before uh, the Germans did? Because all the Ger- because all the Jewish scientists that were in Germany they expelled from the country, and we we express open thought. And as far as our universities, we have more universities. People come to this country. Right, but well, now you can no, Google you can Google the blueprint. Well, time out. I, I would say, I would say one thing on that. Right, is they're still industrializing. Yeah. So as you're industrializing and you're trying to develop out all of these things, you do what you you use what you have and what they have is bodies they have people so they're yeah. going to have a massive standing army on our side we had four million and as war has changed what we just found out in afghanistan is it wouldn't matter tomorrow we could send a million of our people to afghanistan and we're not winning the taliban isn't going anywhere it's going to be a, a bigger disaster so what we've found in, with modern warfare is we just don't need the four million right when million gets it done what we need is stealth aircraft and aircraft carriers and drones and, drones, yeah. and that's what we're doing and china but, will go that direction but that's bad point. for morale and we keep so. cutting or I they mean, yeah repair? i mean it was it's bad for morale till they give you that paycheck like they 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 incentivize you they give you like a so if you're a pilot and you want to get out when they were trying to do cuts they give you like 80 grand people were not that was not screwing up morale we were fine with that mm. so it just depends it just depends on on who you are but you're right i mean the the issue is uh, like i said before we we fight wars very differently and as far as the technological question that you're asking the chinese their way of tech. Remember, we don't. They don't. Not a bunch of people come from Switzerland and India to move to China to to go to technical colleges. They go to Harvard and MIT and Stanford. Right. They do that. So we have an advantage when it comes to that. Right. Stealth technology. We're way ahead of them. When they develop stealth technology, it's going to be because it's going to be because they got their hands on an F twenty two. They got their hands on an F one seventeen, and that's how they're going to. You can't it. Google the blueprints for any <laughs> weapon in the world right now. No. So so in order to build the stealth aircraft, there are certain things that you just still don't know. I'm KFC sure secret recipe it, kind it, of yeah, shit. Yeah, secret <laughs> recipe. But also there's an engineering um, 
there's an engineering problem, especially when we talk about stuff like aircraft carriers. For instance, China has zero aircraft carriers until they bought one from Ukraine. When they bought it, then they are, they're tearing it down piece by piece and building their own aircraft carrier based on that model. That's what the Chinese do. They're, they have their own version of the AK-47. They're, they have their own version of the MiGs. They have their own version of, of all, all these Soviet bloc technologies because that's not what they do. They copy what other people How do. How many countries have nukes? Nine? <clears throat> Oh, it's more than that. Could you could you look at that, Travis? More, yeah. I do believe it's something. It's more than fourteen. And uh, this gets into the Pakistani issue of why they we can't. Into, yeah, they have about one hundred and fifty to two hundred nukes, and we can't just. That means they can't be pushed around, and it also makes it scary with the Taliban having any sort of power. And and they have what's it, the Northwest Frontier Province? Or Nine countries have nukes: United States, Russia. Oh, France, I hit that China, on the nose, UK, my Pakistan, it's India, Israel. Countries with nuclear weapons is North Korea, United States, Israel, Pakistan, India, China, Russia, France, United Kingdom, South Africa, Ukraine. Ukraine, Iran, Syria, Japan, Taiwan, Italy, Netherlands, Turkey, Germany, and Belgium all have nuclear. Belgium weapons. has a nuke. Yes. Taiwan has nukes. <laughs> That's now, cute. What they do they, like have, do they have? Do they have? Do they have yeah, MERVs? Do they have the, the ability to get nukes into outer space and then come down any place in the world? No, not all those countries have that. Well, that's what the North Koreans have always struggled with. They, right. they built the nukes, but the, the, their ability to deliver at long range with accuracy. Well, why is where does Belgium have nukes? Um, well, I mean, World War One was not really all that fun for them. I mean, they, in World I War II, it, really wasn't like, either. Taiwan I mean, having nukes, that would be a reason if I'm Chinese. Like, oh, they have a nuke. I yeah. would do something. I don't think there's anybody in Europe that got World War One and World War Two worse combined than the Belgians. They got absolutely smoked in both of them. So now they have a nuke? I have no idea. I'm just saying <laughs> so that if I was gotcha. the Belgians, I would... That's something you could I'm Google. just surprised because you, you think, yeah. like, how, they have a 300-person army and a nuke? You know how the Israelis got nukes? We gave yeah, it to them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I believe Well, that. they still don't acknowledge that. They don't, they don't, they don't Jimmy Carter does. Yeah, have you guys ever heard that interview? Yeah, yeah. You should listen to this interview. Jimmy Carter basically, because yeah. he's so old and he forgets, he basically tips out top secret information that we gave them the nukes Well, you know what, this, and, and this gets into kind of a wider well, argument. I'm sure that, we gave it to Great Britain. Well, this... Um, no, I mean, we Great Britain is enough of an industrialized nation and has nuclear power. They could develop their own nukes. I mean, yeah, things that things oh, we, we help them. We don't. We don't have to give it, you, the UK their own nukes. We don't have to. Neither thing, same thing with India. Same thing with China. We don't have to give them. Do nukes. you know why the UK was such a, a far flung empire? How they pulled that off, or essentially the the reason they were able to pull that off? Their navy. Yeah. yeah. They didn't have to have a big ground arm. Yeah. Like everybody well, else were, had to defend borders. They're, also, they're yeah. also protected by the English Channel. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have to defend borders. Once aircraft came around, they suddenly lost their empire. Yeah. So. In industry. And they just, you know, the... the but, um, but what they pulled off back in the... I mean, they were Hong Kong, they were India, they were Australia, they were Canada, they were... The sun never set on the British Empire. They really were everywhere because they didn't have to devote, you know, two million people to defending a border. It was an advantage. Props to them. They, that's why in 40 years, once aircraft, um, air forces came around, they lost their whole empire. Speaking of not having to defend yourself, uh, Jamie, the, the, three, <laughs> the three countries that make the best cars in the world are what? Um, Germany would be one. Um, Japan, right? You guys probably guess where I'm going with America. this. America. I mean, Germany, no, well, Japan, and Italy. Well, are we Germany, counting Germany, test? Germany, Japan, and Italy. And the reason why is because those countries were able to take their manufacturing economy and turn it away from the military and yeah. turn it directly into towards making cars because we were their military. We don't count Ford and Tesla? I mean, now you could. I think you could. It's it's strange to me that Canada didn't develop their own car making manufacturers because they didn't have to defend themselves either. Um, I, I think there is a little. So sometimes that gets said that that 
Europe doesn't have to do anything defensively and we do it all for them. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a little bit more nuance to that. Well, they, they, don't, they don't feel that way yeah. now. Well, they're buying yeah, yeah. back, the, back well, in the day. In the of, beginning, yeah. I mean, in the beginning mm-hmm. when we had to rebuild them because yes. they were completely flattened and we had the Marshall Plan, that was a little different. Then we come out and we needed them to be part of NATO. If we wanted well, to keep any sort of buffer with the well, Soviets, we had to do that. We did, but one of the... the I don't know about good things that Trump said, but one of the things that Trump always said before he even took office that made sense is we need to be charging these company, these countries more yeah. for the military that we provide for them. We should, and we don't, and we never have. And he even talked about it, and he didn't really do a good job either. He'd be like, oh, we're going to charge the Germans more. That never really happened we, either. We pay Kyrgyzstan to I know, exactly. Yeah. We do. We are the Japanese, all of it, you know? Yeah, we don't. The, the Japanese do not pay us for Kadena or your Correct. Kadena. Yeah. They yeah. should. And that's what he always. Or we could leave. They don't. You understand? Right. We can't land a B. You guys know this. No. A B two, a B fifty two, an F one seventeen, or any F sixteen that has bombs on it is not allowed to land on the island of Japan. Yeah. The, according to their constitution, no bomber from the United States is allowed to land. So all we have there are KC one thirty fives, helicopters, and we and should say pilots. good luck with Korea, <laughs> or I mean, or pay us. Yeah. You know, we could do that for a lot of places so this, that, that as we cut back our military, our military should be fully funded by all these other countries. So keep, hold on. There's one thing. This is important right now because we, when we were talking about Africa, it goes back to this kind of conversation. And this is something as a country we should have this conversation because when, you, when, when it first gets said, it's like, yeah, screw everybody. Like, I, you know, pull, pull back, pull back. Just know that when you pull back and we pull back in places like Africa and if we want to pull back in places in Asia – we are ceding power to the Chinese and we're weakening the position of us to maintain the petrodollar and the U.S. dollar as the trading dollar and all of the the trading power that we have. Like when you go anywhere, you see our culture and, and it's not that didn't happen by accident. Mm-hmm. It's because we don't just export it. and It just shows up in this places. We are very strategically basically cut deals and so i'm not saying i'm against pulling back in a lot of ways but it's not as simple as just pay up because we're actually getting something for that like one of the things donald trump never understood is that yes should they maybe pay more in 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 most instances absolutely but he looks at it like they were robbing us and they're not robbing pay to guard all the oil shipping all we do pay a disproportionate amount in the middle we we get so much for it we told japan they are not allowed to have a military we told germany they are not now we want to just leave no no we want to there is a middle ground there where they're not going to build it up suddenly where it's worth it for them to write the check we charge them extortionary rates on the Marshall Plan and the money we loan them, especially the Brits. And the Brits still kind of hold out a little agree, against us. I but that's seven, 80 years ago. Well, it is. And now they're paying for NATO. And like I think Germany was supposed to be paying like 3% of GDP. They're only paying like one9 They agreed to pay more in like 2019. Whether that's actually come to fruition, I have no idea. Um, but regardless of that, like... Our ability to have those bases has been instrumental to the way that, now I don't like our foreign policy, but it's been instrumental to the way that we execute it. And then beyond that, there are so many trade agreements and things, so many aspects of our relationship with them that are inter- intertwined. It's not as simple as just they should pay more. We win for these relationships. We're not getting screwed. We, Everyone thinks like, oh, we're getting we screwed. We have the and, most troops outside the U.S. Where? Oh man! Where are the I most would, American troops? Wiesbaden week, or yeah. somewhere. And last yeah. week, I would say it's probably either Ramstein Air Force yeah. Base, or it is uh, is Afghanistan. Yeah. 
Or actually, no, I bet if you took all the troops that were... Where are at, they based? Where's our I, I bet you base? took all the troops that are at Yakota and Kadena in Japan. That may be the most. Aren't we know. still massive in the Philippines? Or <clears> that, I mean, don't we still have... Uh, I don't know if we're massive. I don't know, because no. we have Guam also. Yeah. We have Anderson Air Force Base, but Guam is U.S. territory. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's I, a good I question. I don't know whether... But I, I, I know so. the, uh, the... I think Hey, the biggest, Google man. What's that? What's that? Where are the most U.S. troops stationed outside of the United States? All right, cool. If I was no, going to guess, not. it's Ramstein Air Force Base uh, or some t- somewhere around there. That that would be my first guess, but I'm not I'm not positive. I want to say one thing before we close this out. One of the things that I hate about where we are currently that I think this I'm hoping this Afghanistan situation causes this change. We're not talking about anything. You have Fox doing what Fox does. You have CNN doing what CNN does. And then you have all of our congressmen and you know senators. They never address the people. They're not working for us. We can get together and do a, call, a cool podcast right now and talk about this. That's mm-hmm. great. But we're basically yelling in the dark. And there's no one that is organizing some sort of main serious debate where we get a, a bunch of viewpoints out and a bunch of our representatives are actually engaged. And you go to England and you watch some of the shows where... Their people come on once a week, and everyone gets to ask questions. Yeah, the problem well, is like, for for this. This is such like an un, this is such a spoiled flavor of ice cream that people just don't. Jamie, did you wake up this morning care about Afghanistan? Actually, I did because. But not a week ago. A week ago, no, yeah. I, but I don't did. have. Yeah, no one. Did. I don't yeah, have a lot of knowledge on. But I will tell you that I'm friends with someone that's from Af- Afghanistan. Yeah. So. And what do um, they think? I mean, he has a lot of opinions. He says that uh, they, he has served 13 tours um, in Afghan. He's, um, and he said they're some of the bravest men that he's ever worked with in his entire life. So um, he is a Green Beret. And Do we have a um, – because for years we had a strategy as a company, as a country. Over 20 years we were going to win the Cold War. Are we going to win this? What is our 20-year but I will tell here. you, Do I don't know? buy what the military feeds us, or not the military. I don't buy what the media feeds us. No, like, I, we don't yeah, really I agree know. With that. We but, don't. Really hold know. on, but here's the thing: this is a breakup. You guys understand? It's a yeah, breakup. It's a breakup. Right? Sometimes with the breakup, yeah, you just like, hey, maybe we, I'm and about, we might have to go back. I don't need to block you. But I'm not gonna follow you on IG anymore. I get that, <laughs> and I feel I feel like that's what's happening here. Okay, like I feel like that. The, the again, I care. I have friends. We, that we died had there. we have had our eye on portions of the world for forever mm-hmm. since this country started. A lot of times the Middle East because that's oil there. We have a lot of oil here, and we're becoming less dependent on oil. Do we have a 20 year like? Ooh, that's where we want to get involved. Do we, we okay, so we have a 20 year, but it it is not at from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. The, that they are not determining the twenty years. It's a Silicon Valley, I believe, or is I believe, it Wall Street? I, I believe that uh, Solomon Khan and Elon Musk have more to do with what's going to happen. Sal Khan is the guy who runs the Khan Academy. It, I believe that they have more to do, and Jeff Bezos have more to do with the twenty-year plan than uh, th- things that going well, on Jeff in Silicon Bezos Valley. Bezos' twenty-year plan is space. Okay, he, he has that. Like if you go into Amazon, <laughs> they have a huge chart on the wall. Yeah, it says day one. We're still in day one in their whole thing. The colonization and selling shit to people on the moon and Mars, that is their plan. And they're open about it. Yeah. He's, Bezos has a plan. What is America's plan? Is it just prosperous and let the, the you know, tech lucky. gods take it? I mean, and sort of the Chinese have a plan, I think, like you said, is Africa and dominate in Asia. And so on. what is our plan? 
to wait Cuba out? I don't think get we in have Venezuela. One. Do we I don't, have I don't one? think we have an actual functioning plan. And I think it goes back to what I brought up before. We don't have a functioning government. No. Our government does not actually work for us. They're not actually building out plans for the betterment of the company. They're probably having more conversations with Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos about what they want. This is yes. why I would so generally agree with that. It's going too fast. So, so yeah. have you ever read Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari? Any of you guys read yeah, it? Yeah, read it. It's, good. it's a, probably the best book I've read in a decade. And the, the second book is called Homo Deus. At the end, he talks about this thing called mm. dataism. It's a religion. It's not really a religion, but it's like a religion called dataism, where basically anything that speeds the bandwidth up is good. Anything that slows the bandwidth down is bad. And because the reason the reason why is because when you look at every single solution to every problem that has ever happened throughout politics or history or whatever, it has always been a technological solution in every single case, whether it is a vaccine for the measles or getting rid of all the shit on the street of New York City when they had horses and, and buggies. Every single time, the answer is not conservatism or liberalism. It is always, always, always technology. And this is what politics for, for refuses to remember. So the answer, the, the question is always going to be technology, whatever pushes technology forward. Well, technology now, the curve is so high that the federal government, which is already a leviathan, could barely handle the civil war and now we're trying to handle Facebook and they can't they can't keep up right. they cannot keep up with crypto legislation and whether or not I'm allowed to talk shit about somebody on Facebook they are not moving fast enough so they are taking the lead now and that's essentially what's happening so as far as a 20-year plan these things are inevitable people are afraid of artificial intelligence well guess what I don't care if you're afraid of it or not it's, it's coming, coming. Yeah. you have no choice oh you guys are afraid of cryptocurrency oh there's people all these old man yelling at clouds that live in the Senate in the fucking house like oh my god cryptocurrency let's stop that India's banning cryptocurrency because they're dumb. Because you like it, you don't like it, doesn't matter. It's coming. It makes no difference. The inevitability of technological advancement. So the answer, you want to know what? You want to know how you fix the housing problem in, in California? You you 3D print housing. That is one of the solutions. That It doesn't seem viable There's another now. one. You don't let corporations buy up massive swaths of a residential housing market. I mean, I would like both of those things to happen. I would like sure. to make it so that Black, you know, Blackstone can't come in and buy 20,000 houses. Did they buy half of Vegas? It's ridiculous. It's such a joke. And this is and this is what they do, but I, I do like that. I do like the technological standpoint, but, but we have two issues here, right? It's technology isn't properly being brought forward unless they're paying our leaders because our leaders only respond to being paid, which I makes perfect sense. They have to pay a billion dollars to run for office, of course they have to operate that way. And then on the flip side, people like BlackRock are going, are going to pay them to make sure that they get to keep doing. So people are like, oh, the housing market's going well, great in Vegas. It's like, well, who's buying yeah. the houses? Yeah, it's well, they're being bought up by the companies. The 3D print houses is where you put them. A lot yeah. of people don't want to live. Well, I mean that's an issue too. They, people are like, I don't want the house there. Mm. Right. Would I rather sleep on the sleep in uh, Venice Beach or would I rather have a 3D print house? That and, is a municipal yeah. issue that we, we discussed. We just way too many homeless people yeah, sleeping yeah, no, in Venice. There's no thing. <laughs> people, are, you know, do what they want to do. Uh, you know, it's the it's also a battle in this country between the people who want to live free. You know, we're the only country. I, I had a British guy talking about this, and he said. Do you know why Americans have like the, the worst driving records, despite the fact that we don't necessarily drive faster than other countries? Because we're the only ones who are like, fuck you, my rights, freedom, I'm going to. And we're constantly talking about that. A lot of people talking, talking about that. But a lot there's a lot of drunks in yeah. Germany and Ireland. And yeah. He goes, we're the only people that are so obsessed with I'm going to do what I want. We're a very selfish culture. And we drive that way. I would love to. I would love, so I lived in London for four years. I failed the driving test twice. I failed the written test three times. I mean, Lefty. 
<laughs> trying to switch gears, trying to trying to trying to switch gears in a stick with the opposite hand was tough. I took it in I took it in South London, which is chaos. I mean, it was very difficult. But honestly, one of the things that I learned from that is, and I went to one of my producer friends here and was like, we need to get. 17-year-old kids from the Midwest and produce a show about some kid from Kansas taking the UK driving test in London because mm-hmm. there would have just been tears. Like, it was, it was chaos. But one of the things that I saw was they just take it more serious than us. Like, we go off and it's like someone drives around the corner for a half a second, you come back. It's not like that there. You take a serious exam for uh, driving for 45 minutes with somebody, they have to be trained as such better drivers. So right out of the gate. The other thing, the freedom thing, like... I don't know, man. Uh, the freedom thing's a joke to me. Well, I lived there for four years. I didn't feel like, oh, that's so, we're you so know, much more we free want in America. Our like, what? Second Amendment's important to you. Mm. It is. When did it become important to you? Um, like, you didn't think about that at 14. So no, was, I didn't, but my kids are thinking about it at 14. Because mom thinks about it. Mm-hmm. So was there a point in your life where you're like, this is something that really matters to me? It mattered when I got divorced at uh, 27, and I was a single mom of... Three small girls. So protect the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you, th- had you had a gun before that? I did, but I wasn't properly trained. So I probably felt a little bit like you, which the firearms scared me. Did you have a negligence? We're negligent... typically afraid of things that we don't Well, I'm more likely to get shot know. in a room with a gun than not. Did Wait, it, excuse me? I'm more likely to get shot in a room with a gun in it than not, correct? Is anybody here at a negligent <laughs> discharge? Have you, have you ever had a negligent discharge? Oh, you mean a gun? Um, An accidental oh. <laughs> fire shot by accident in your house. I thought we were talking about the strip clubs again. I've got two. I've got. Two, I've got. I've got two. I'm. I'm somebody that. I'm, I'm, I look at it like I'm pro Second Amendment. I just think that the way w- I think we've twisted what the Second Amendment really means. I ha- I own three guns. Um, I could do without them. I didn't have a gun for most of my life. But one of the interesting things that happened to me is when I first, I got the first time I got, I got a Taurus, uh, three, a Taurus 357. And I went to put it, I went to take it from um, uh, a nightstand and it was in the middle of some craziness going on in my neighborhood. And I went to move it to the other nightstand and I negligently discharged it out oh, the front God. window. Because your finger was probably on the trigger. I made, a, I made a mistake. And you know what was funny? I couldn't believe it. And I was like, I'm going to do this by the book. I'm going to do everything right. I called the cops. They came. I was all shook. I was like, because I, I, you know, I grew up They're like, this yeah. happens all the time. They literally said that to me. They were like, yeah. this happens all the time. Right. And that is not a banner day for, for, you know, for guns. When the cop goes, oh, dude, we deal with this all the time. Jimmy, let me right. Ask. So that does happen all the time. So uh, wait, let me ask. Let me ask. <laughs> but you're trained, and that's great. Well, but I mean, a lot I, of people I aren't. I am trained, and I'm not saying that I've never had an AD, an accidental mm-hmm. discharge, a negli- negligent uh, discharge. But typically, if I've had one, it's always been downrange, so in a safe location, uh, safe. So would you really call? Is it there a, a gun law AD? you would like to add? Um. You know, that's one that you're like, actually a great question, I have some. but I do let's face it. Like criminals don't follow the laws. Right. So as someone that tends to follow the rules, um, I think like a lot of the laws that are being put in place are, are kind of ridiculous. So it's mm. going to hinder the, the people that do follow the laws when let's face it, like the criminals aren't following the laws to begin with. What you what do you got? Is there a so, law you want to put in place? So there's two things, right? So I, I, I I'm about to express an opinion that's going to make both sides mad at me. Ready? Okay. So here's what, number one: <laughs> it is unconstitutional, I believe, to have mandates for handgun bans in certain cities. Is ridiculous. Every time we try these handgun bans, handgun crime goes up, and the entire not in New York City. 
Not during Bloomberg, New York City. New York City shut the fucking guns down. If you even had one, you were going to jail. Plaxico Burris went to jail. A right. celebrity shot himself, and the crime went down. Right, but how many? How often? I fly all over the world with my firearms, and that's one place I will not fucking fly through. Right, yes. with my right because they don't fuck around. Even if I have like a layover, I'm not going. But that, to New York that with, has with not my worked in Chicago, and that certainly has not. worked It hasn't in worked in Chicago because they don't have the. It, it's it not as strict in, in Chicago. It's harder. It's harder to get. I mean, it's definitely worked. In London. You think it's worked in London? New York it's had absolutely. zero there's tolerance. There's been London's crime another in place. Oh, there has. Very... When I so when I moved to London, a quarter mile down the street from me, that the day I moved into this newest apartment in South London, a drug dealer got shot in the head. Yeah, like like a quarter mile away, and it was like, oh my god, I can't believe. I, I'm like moving away from America. I got into my flat, and I had a Kentucky Fried Chicken across. My, my, again, my, my opinion <laughs> is that banning handguns from law-abiding citizens does not make things safer. I have never found. I'm not, not even. Uh, so I'm someone that's for gun control, and I'm not for banning anything. Yeah, but. But one of the things that I think that we just kind of touched on right there was I think that training would be good for everybody. Yes. I, and uh, and then let's address I talked about the drug, I talked about my war. proposal on then a prior podcast. Let me talk about why they're okay. going to hate me. Ready? Cool. I do believe sixty round clips and bump stocks should be illegal. I do not. Think I'm fine with that. It is, there's yeah, no yeah. reason for us, for you and me, to need in our home. Like, if what we want to go to range the war, what happens when we go to range? You know what happens when the war comes down? You take your semi-automatic rifle and you learn to become accurate with it. That's how it does. You don't kill. You don't kill the zombie. You don't kill the zombies with a 30 round clip going full auto because full auto is a waste of bullets you foot you kill the you kill the zombies with one round at a time are you a good I'm, shot i'm fine with that yeah i think i'm a pretty good shot i would assume she is she was at the range were you told born a good shot or can a shot be trained no, um good shot being trained she told me she could shoot the gnat off of a donkey's ass at 300 meters with i a, did with not a but i do know they, have, they have a thousand yard range down in phoenix do you have something like that here thousand yards I had, I had never shot a real rifle before, and my, my my brother's friend was a small arms instructor in the military for years. We went out, um, you know, way south of uh, of Emmersworth, and he had like you know tripod scoped AR, and we set up a we set up a bowling pin, and I had never done anything like this. I was no gun training whatsoever. And I hit a bowling pin way too easy from way too far away. Yeah, that's the other thing. And it thing. was like, whoa. With an AR-15? Yeah, I couldn't believe how easy it was for me to hit a small target so far away with no training yeah, or whatever. Really I mean, I, honestly, me. I guarantee he sighted it in because there's so many factors that go into it when you're shooting that far. Yeah, like I mean, as would, far I didn't as feel like your holdover, yards, the wind, yeah. everything. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. 100 yards 100 of no yards. wind is not very difficult. I mean, any, any Marine He said 1,000. No, 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 I said 100 yards. Oh. I couldn't believe it was that easy from 100 yards. I know, there's 1,000. Have you ever shot a 1,000-yard range? 800. At a thousand yards, you're dropping. And I, you guys, the the amount of math that goes into that is is crazy. So I am not even going to lie. I was shooting a 65 Creedmoor, and he actually set my sight for me. But so I, somebody I who didn't target. have a sight set for them, they would just be way off. But here's the way. thing: is you don't need to way be 800. you don't need to in be my 800. Opinion, if you're 100 yeah. yards away from somebody, you can do whatever you need to do, and that's what was scary. People, to me. somebody who just picks up a gun 100 yards away. How far off are they? Gonna, is there any math in a hundred yards? I mean, it, I wouldn't little, say it was bit, super easy. I, Maybe I got a little I, lucky. Is it like the field goal kicker. I mean, the math is the math is the third round you got him. You know, so I think I think that in the conversation around gun control, I think we missed the mark. I think the biggest. The biggest root of gun violence in America is absolutely the drug war. We know we've lost that war. We've lost that war long before we lost Afghanistan. That's a complete disaster that we keep pretending we haven't lost. We absolutely have. Yep. And that's where most of the gun so crime what do we comes. So about that? I mean, we legalize and regulate different things differently, but they, has, we have to. That's we have not to working, eat. though. What do you mean? Uh, no, the, I disagree. The cities with the biggest homeless population. Well, that's a sec. But that's no, now you're getting into not, mental health. It's not. Oh, are all the pot cities. 
They're all the pot cities. Denver, Portland, Seattle, Vegas, Los Angeles. And it's all happening since they no, legalized no, no. So the pot. You guys so I draw a straight line between let, let, those let's, things. Let's have two discussions yeah. then. Number one, what is worse? I personally, because I grew up in, during the crack epidemic in Dallas, Texas, which was the murder capital of the U.S. in yeah. the early 90s. When I grew up there, I would prefer the homeless people living in Santa Monica to what I experienced in 1992. This, this is not as bad. No, I'm, but that's I, not I, even what would happen because the only reason what happened, well, the only reason what happened in Dallas happened in these other places is because it was kept illegal and we were locking people up and we were making draconian laws when these people have mental health issues and they have societal issues that we chose not to deal with. We could absolutely absolutely make this better for everybody well, that's a mental health it's, it's well it's well yeah. men, well any, anyone that's doing heroin's got a mental health problem they do I, every single person i knew i buried half my friends half of boston was buried for you know over the last 10 years i yeah. mean this, we talked about this before it's affected me greatly Every single person I know needed mental health, and any person that was going to be arrested, they're going to get a Class A possession charge, so now they've committed a felony. they got to report that when they go to get their next job. That's fucking stupid. I agree with you're, that, too. You're creating a class system by doing this, by, but non-filing offenders are now be, being convicted of felons, and you create a problem where my only option now is to go back into doing something illegal. You can... Uh, smoke pot and steal $950 worth of shit and not go to jail okay, in Los that, Angeles. You were you talking about Los Angeles, and while I agree with I, you... Well, there, that's Dallas, too. Dallas is 400 now, where you're not getting while, go while, to jail? While, while I, while I I, well, well, they, they, but what are you saying? Are you saying jail or prison? You're saying you're not under you're arrest? Not, <laughs> so you're not getting... You're not arrest. You're getting a speeding ticket. So you're getting a ticket for stealing for under a certain a, For under a certain $950. Because, $950. That's, because, that's because the DA only has so many people that they can prosecute. That's the reason Because why. they're arresting people for possession yeah, of cocaine. But, so, but, but here, here's the issue. I don't think... I think this is a debate. I think drugs will be legalized. Yeah. Uh, there is no math. There is no yeah, way I, I see so this too. going forward to where there is not some sort of legalization of cocaine, heroin, all these different things. It is not my opinion I mean, whether or not it's good. They just started legalizing meth in where? Like Oregon? Oregon? I, I don't. In Oregon? Or I don't. I think the number is going to come out. I, gonna, I think we're going to see what has happened with this um, legalization. I think it's going to go the other way. Well, no, you have to make sure you. Somebody somebody wrote this the other day. They're like, well, what kind of positive things are we seeing in Portland about this? It's like, listen, just decriminalizing drugs isn't the answer to make this a success. You need to have things in place. You need to have job. You need to take people that have to get rehab and mental health care. And this gets into the health care. I'm talking about had a job. Well, we already love do the, pay love for it. That I mean, I you can't smoke a cigarette in Santa so Monica. You can smoke pot. The and we it's pay for, but we pay for that. So would you rather, this is the whole thing with the, the, with the defund the police arguments. Would you rather pay this money? Would you rather pay this money for our current situation? Or would you rather take that money and put it to this situation, pay the same amount of money and make the bad things go away because that's what we're talking about. People like a lot of police. It's not well. Not so much about they the police, do. but what she's talking about. And I agree. Like, it's who's going to pay for this? It's like, it's like when people talk about like who's going to pay for healthcare. It's like, well, we already pay like two trillion, and the new way of doing it would be like one point seven. So we're going to still pay for it like we do. We're just going to pay less. I tell you what, though, not having uh, the federal government pay for everybody's healthcare helped when it came to the vaccinations. That's why we were so fast about it, because it was sort of a private money grab for everybody, and it was handled on a local level. It was handled in a way that if you, we had the federal that, government... You think the, the, the vaccine manufacturers were incentivized because of the money to produce a vaccine faster? I'm saying we took the federal government out of the vaccination well, just, process, and it went real fast here. No, I mean, just keep in mind, because the European Union is is basically universal health care across the board, and who developed the first vaccine? BioNTech. Where did they develop it? Germany. So, I mean, that... I'm talking about yeah. the distribution and the administration. It was privatized. You know, we involved a lot of local businesses. We let that we, despite the fact that we stalled out at fifty five percent or whatever it yeah. is, we were way ahead of everybody else because we kept the federal government out of the process. 
they put in some troops to sort of watch the process, but it was handled on a on a private and local so level, me, me and that's why we got vaxxed better. So, so, but here's the thing with that, because me and you, and, and I told you this before, I definitely came from a much more libertarian background. I've definitely moved to the left as I've gotten older, but I still call myself a very libertarian-minded person. I do not love the big government stuff. I just think sometimes it's just a reality you can't avoid. Yep. The unfortunate reality of what you're saying right there is we keep creating this construct that, well, if it's the big federal government, it can't be local. Well, of course it can still be local not and have... This, not in this country. But we don't have that. So you're telling me we can't do something, and I just believe more in America than you, I guess. <laughs> well, we can't. I mean, we ju maybe we just passed a, a $3 trillion uh, infrastructure bill with almost no infrastructure in it. There's a lot of infrastructure. There's a little. There's a handful of bridges from very powerful senators who got their pet projects, and there's a lot of bullshit in there. So you, hopefully the 20-year plan is to fix the, the roads and the bridges. I, 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 again, we, once again. I think we are debating over things that natural selection will decide for us. <laughs> Hasn't so far. The natural selection through through uh, when I say natural selection, I'm including technology. I think it's going to get to a point. I, I disagree with you. I think there's going to be a point because the war on trucks was such an abject failure. Yeah, it was. And by the way, by the way, if we were telling this story from Mexico, Guatemala, or Colombia, this war on drugs would have ended a long time oh ago. My God. But we watched brown people die and did not give two tenths well, of a fuck about, this, about it, this and is, that's the reason well, why we're in the situation we're in now. This go, to bring it back to Afghanistan, a huge thing that we did is we woke up one day in Afghanistan and said, okay, you guys have no infrastructure, you have no education, but you do have one thing. You have an opium crop, and what we're going to do is we're going to allow that money to basically go to places we don't want it to go, but then we're going to eradicate it. So then we were literally eradicating the one crop that they were growing and expecting that they weren't going to end up back in the hands of the warlords. Like, so a, are nightclubs open in Vegas? Yes. Yes. Give me yeah. a name of a nightclub. Excess, Omnia, okay. IU. Access. On a, um, and not to throw Access under the bus, there's just an example here. On a Saturday night at Access at 1 o'clock in the morning, what percentage of dudes in there have drugs on them? Oh, I don't know. Um, it's not that high. I bet it's, it's not that it's high. It's not. Okay, I feel comfortable attending. Fifteen years ago, it was seventy-five. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. So, it's what a, led a, to that a, improvement? It's a little different because, okay, do you remember, do you remember what strip clubs were like back in the seventies? Yeah. they were horrible places, were full of prostitution, drugs, and, and biker gangs. Now they are like co corporations that are publicly. Traded. Uh, okay, but that's the same thing. Excess is a sixty-five million dollar uh, nightclub. Uh, oh, Omnia is so they care nightclub. more. No, it's just that I, I, you, your clientele is now uh, the executive at a publicly traded company who he's, doesn't he's yes. more likely to have a vial in his pocket no, no well no i think it's different well, i think this, i think it's or is it more pill based like what is it well, how many people are in the bathroom locking the door and doing a bump i think ecstasy is it used not, to be everybody ecstasy is not as big as that, it used to be cocaine's made a big resurgence I, so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna is it okay. two-thirds have listen, had listen, a little no, vial in them no it used to be oh yeah oh definitely teenage teenage london teenage pregnancy way down Something like something like 18, 20% of men yeah. have not had a sexual partner in a year. You should see some of these statistics. No, I know those Social media is making this generation, they don't do shit. They don't drive. I know, it's PlayStation and porn. They, they, don't, yeah. they don't drive. I get it, they but I'm talking about the people that so are bad. in the clubs. <laughs> right. That was what like changed that led the stockbroker to not have the I'm not saying he doesn't oh, yeah, he, he has He just drugs. waits till he gets back to his hotel Yeah, room. he doesn't okay, want to deal I with just, security. Is that what it is? It's the fear? I mean, I think that's part of it. Thank you. Have you been to the clubs? 
I have been to the, the clubs, clubs, and I know sometimes you can't even get in with Visine in your purse. Yeah. They like they go through everything. They're opening my freaking makeup is? compact. You, we're, we're just it's just a different like before you were cool because you went out and did drugs. Now you can. It's be, the only way we can get girls you, to talk you, to us. On, but now you're cool. <laughs> now, now, you're, now I you're, mean, you're talking to someone that's never done a drug. So yeah. See, I've never done drugs like in my life. I did a lot of drugs, and everybody had it. I don't do drugs in the nineties though. Hell yeah. And ten years ago, even in the early two thousands. Everybody either had it or was looking for it. You're saying that's changed. I'm going to tell you that Houston, Miami, and Los Angeles have a way worse drug problem than Las Vegas. Definitely. Uh, London is London was shocking to me. I got to London, and it was like, it's what I picture New York was like in like 1981. That was the best. I oh. was just in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in Hawaii, yeah. like literally walking to my house and was offered drugs by two people. I'm like, what the hell? What a friendly place. The thing, the thing is you have to understand. There's just other stuff here, right? I'm yeah. not saying that nobody here does drugs. There's it's always just, other stuff. The, the girls, I'm just saying the music is better. The girls is are Is somebody prettier. chopping a line on a coffee table at 4 o'clock in the morning in every suite here? Or it used to in, be? In the suite? Okay. A lot. There's a lot. Okay. A lot. And they plenty may, of suites, They may yeah. be after hours at certain places, but I'm not, I, I can't say those places because the people who yeah, own those places yeah. are I know, but I Because yeah. I feel like it's not, but I could be wrong. I had an open house at 5 o'clock in the afternoon for a podcast studio the other day in, yeah. in uh, Boca Raton, and the guy, a little vial fell out of his pocket. Yeah, Linen pants. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, it's still happening. Now, huh? In yeah. LA, in LA, <laughs> yeah. I don't think the nightclub scene is as fun. I think they do a it's, lot more drugs. Right. I, yeah. I think here it's just like, like I, I'm just, uh, I'm gonna give you an example. If I go to a nightclub and I meet someone who looks like Jamie Billmore, I don't need to fucking do drugs, yeah. man. I don't need to do Woo. drugs. But a lot of guys need drugs to talk to her. <laughs> yes. Or yeah. that's not you. I mean, I don't even. even Alcohol is the way to talk to somebody. No one's <laughs> no, doing I, coke you know, to wonder, talk to you somebody. You know what? I noticed that. I feel like when I'm in LA, there's a lot more drugs than here. Why is that? Because there was a there was a camaraderie of the cocaine. There was yeah. a sneaky yeah. element of yeah, we're doing yeah, something yeah. that appealed to a lot of people. Listen, make no mistake about it. It's not the same as it was before, but people are absolutely still out partying. And when people are going back to their rooms and there's, and there's partying going on, it is Laying just... Laying it out. But you know what? Here's the thing, and this gets back to the legalization of marijuana. Marijuana becoming so prevalent, and mu mushrooms actually are now incredibly prevalent everywhere... There's a different there's a different path you can go. You don't Seems need like to a gateway drug. You don't need to go. Well, you don't need to, <laughs> people don't need to be going and taking some random pill or taking some I, random I think powder. People are taking, I think people are just walking around snorting Adderall. Um, I do remember a time, like you said, in the uh, late '90s, early 2000s, where people were openly doing drugs. Yeah, openly. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. feel like they're openly. Do you, do you know I, what I, I think changed it? it? Red Bull. Okay, maybe that could be it. <laughs> I think it did. I think it gave people All our the boost. Drinks. Oh yeah, I think it vodka and Red Bull killed. Well, oh. I, well, the big thing here is what oh, he said. The the um, corporatization of Las Vegas changed a lot of the nightclub stuff out here. I saw it on both sides. I lived here in 98 and 99, and then I've kind of, then I lived, I was back here all through 2004, then I moved back in 2009. So, like, I've kind of seen all these different changes, and that's the biggest thing I've seen. And, I, and the work I do outside of here it touches on some of this. And like when you have a publicly traded company and your VPs now and your, and your GMs of these properties or president of properties actually have to report to a board of directors, it's a much different game. And yeah, but people still go. Well, here's the other it thing. It doesn't that, scare off the well, people. Did, I don't know if a lot of people know this, and this affected my business. Um, the nightclubs here used to operate independent, independently of gaming control. Yeah. So even so, if you were the bank and you were in the and you were in the Bellagio, gaming control had nothing on you until about four years ago. But I don't think the ago. tourist knows any knows. Well, the no, difference. but it gets it makes it it means it gets treated different. It means there's less have to have a house coke dealer. 
Ah, that's it. Um, also, yeah, to be honest with you, somebody doing Coke or Molly, it's rarely the regular tourists. It's bottle buyers that are going to do that. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's yeah. going to be pretty rare that but you're going to But the club see. runs on bottle buyers. <clears throat> yeah, buyers. for sure. But like the, the there's a stratification, right? There's like you are treated like a peasant when you go in and play, pay for GA versus when you buy a table. Yeah. Those people maybe, but they're going to do it in a stall in the bathroom. I don't see it out in the open like mm -hmm. I used to see it back in the day. Especially and there's definitely yeah. still people doing and operating in the clubs. It's just a lot hotter and the people that run the clubs care a lot more because they have to R remember, remember like this. Like the Utopia day I so I was in like I was Utopia. Utopia was amazing. So so just think about this. This this generation is <laughs> showing more flesh and having less sex than any generation prior. Yeah. This this generation that is sounds more, terrible. It's more <laughs> it's more exposition and less actual intercourse than yeah. any generation ever. I, I agree with They're that. They're doing it wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, in the interest of time, you're the only one who's not been on this show before. So we ask a guest. Give me a conspiracy theory that you believe in that you're like, people are going to question this, but I do believe in it. Do you have one? Like, we're all aliens? Or is there oh one gosh. that you're like, a real fringe conspiracy theory that you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm in on that. I mean, I think that... Like, I think Stevie Wonder is not really blind. Or like that Tupac's still alive? Yeah, like no. that. <laughs> yeah, yes, like that. Do you believe Tupac's still alive? I mean, I don't know. I don't really care if Tupac's still alive. But I mean, I do think that there's other life. We're definitely not the only ones. I don't even in Vegas. Conspiracy. Yeah. What? In Vegas. Really? Well, no. I mean, like in general. I absolutely believe that there, there's there alien are, life. There not are, other life. There, but are pu there are published scientists who believe, like the Fermi paradox, that. The idea that there's other life is not a conspiracy. Yeah, on Earth? I, 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 how can they don't tell us? Do you believe that there's other life on Earth? Do you think the Earth? government keeps that from us? Do we no. think that somebody's been here? I actually, no. so that's somewhere where our conspiracy, I actually oh, believe that someone has visited us in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Who believe, knows about it and do you hasn't believe, told us why? Do you believe that? Do you believe the government, <laughs> like what's someone going in the on government at Area 51? Know? Right. Yeah. Do you believe there's something there that we don't know? Or you think it's a bunch of smoke and mirrors? No, I, I think I think that there are things that we don't know, but it could potentially be to protect us. Do you think your blackjack dealer is possibly an alien? No, no. no I don't I believe don't. that. I believe no. that. Jamie, when we do an interview, <laughs> we we'll talk about Area Fifty One. We'll do yeah, that. we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, this was fun. Uh, where can people follow you? Uh, Jamie underscore Villamore. Are there like guns and bikinis and stuff? I don't shoot my guns and bikinis, but yeah, there's a lot of cool guns. There are bikinis and guns, but they're in separate photos. Yeah. Yeah. Separate that's, not, that's not safe. You don't want that brass. You don't want an accidental body. discharge. Okay. You know what I'm Talk about accidental discharge. Uh, Gospel of Mike? Uh, Where can that? they find you? Uh, TheGospelofMike.com. Oh, uh, no, TheGospelofMike at Instagram. Mr. Sartain? You can find me on Instagram, yeah. Facebook, <laughs> Snapchat, Pinterest, and everywhere else at Michael Sartain. And you can also find out the new Michael Sartain podcast, which Jamie Billmore is going to be a guest, and eventually Mr. Brian Howie. So you guys can come on there. We talk about everything from astrophysics to being a playmate. I don't know why do I wasn't invited. Really That's bullshit. Right, get in here, Matt. Yeah. Do you have physics. a Pinterest? Huh? Do you have a Pinterest? I do have a Pinterest, yeah. It's a bunch oh of NFL gosh. stuff. It's, it's not that oh, cool. NFL <laughs> Pinterest. Who yeah. knew? Uh, no accidental discharges. Follow me, Brian Howie. Uh, as far as us, like, share, follow, and please review this podcast. As I've always said, your reviews mean a lot in the podcasting ecosystem. Thank you, Travis. Sticky Paws Studios. You're welcome. Uh, we'll see you next time on Political Junkies.